0: And every person has to hear it in their own way. And every person has to walk away with revelation. In order for the body of Christ to be, uh, to have had an experience with God, everybody has to hear it in their own way, in in their own, uh, it has to make sense to them personally. That's not something that any one person can do. So the preacher has to rely on the presence of God, has to rely on the Holy Ghost. That's why the, the, some of y'all laugh, but the funny thing is even the examples of stuff I give, it's not it's nothing I wrote down. This is stuff that, I, that in the moment the Holy Spirit said, now say this. And some of y'all be like, that's exactly what happened to me this week. It has to happen like that because that has to make sense to you personally. And in order for that to happen, you have to be yielded to the Holy Spirit and you have to be yielded to God. And you can't, you can't defer because you're saying, oh, Dad, I don't want to talk. I don't want to deal with this. You got to be open to deal with everything. So, so uh, I, I need your prayers. And even if you don't pray, I just need you to listen. Hallelujah. Let's <laughs> thank God for Overseer. We honor God for her. All right. Um, and so, as I was praying about all of this and praying about this series and praying about um, the traps of the enemy, one, you know, um, I d- I asked God. I said, "Lord, please don't let me just deal with the same things that we always deal with. The things that we know Satan comes after. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's wonderful. I wanted to deal with some things that I that I asked God to highlight some of the things that I know that we're facing that I don't know, but He knows that we're going through, so that we can deal with those traps and so that we can uh, break those traps so that so that they no longer bind us, mess us up, and keep us in a place where we can't be used by God." Amen. And so um I started I started praying and the and Holy Spirit started you can sit right up here, um, pastor if you need to. Uh Holy Spirit started um, dealing with me about um us and he showed me this picture of in my mind of a person with uh come here, you can do this because you, you I trust your hands. <laughs> <laughs> so he. Get, so just put your head over my mouth. Well in a minute. Um so so, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm silly. Don't pray for me. So, 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 this is what happens. A lot of times, what you what you have in you is great. Yeah. Especially in a season where God is trying to elevate you and take. Come on, the buzz, Come on, sit over here on this end. Come on. Come on. you else sit. No, why do y'all sit over here? Come on, y'all. Y'all be all right. He'll make it. He got. We got seats over here. He'll be okay. Um. And so, what happens is when God is trying to elevate you, God's trying to take you higher. God has more for you. Everything that's everything that God has for you and He's put, deposited within you is inside of you already. Say it's in me already. The Word of the Lord is in you. Yes. If you've come to a month, a month's worth of services, the Word is in you. Yes. You know exactly what to do in any situation that you're going through. Right. The issue is that when you when you get in that situation, this is what the enemy tries to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the issue is that it's in you but you've been you've been muzzled right. it's in you but it's hard it's hard to come out of you because we're, because a lot of times we get lazy right. yes. come on yes. we get aggravated yeah we feel like I don't feel like being bothered with this right and we go back to fleshly means yes. that, that a lot of us just shut down. Yes. I don't want to come to church. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't yes. want to deal with nobody. I don't want to just leave me alone. I don't want yes. nobody talking to me. Don't smile at me. I don't want to go to eat. I don't want to do nothing. I just want to be by myself. Yes. And, I don't, and, and what happens is that's how the enemy muzzles you. Yes. Yes. Thank you, man. Thank you. So, so that's how the enemy muzzles you he muzzles you because he gets you he gets you to 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 get so engulfed in the fact that you don't have enough money that you work more hours and, and there's nothing wrong with working, but when you work more hours and you come home more tired then you don't have no time to pray it's the distraction of the enemy how how many of us have been distracted by the enemy? And watch this. A lot of times, what we call a blessing, most times could be a very well be a distraction. Oh God, is just look at this door and it opened up. Is it a door or is it a distraction? How do you know? How do you know whether or not it's a door or if it, it is a distraction? It's a distraction if it keeps you from getting in the presence of God. Anything that keeps you from pushing further in God is a definite distraction. It could be a person. It could be more money. It could be a new house. It could be a job. It could be a husband. It could be a wife. It could be you. It could be going shopping. It could be it. it could be the, the, the tax return. It could very well be a distraction. It didn't come as a distraction. It became a distraction because you focused more on it than you did on him. Anytime you focus on, on the blessing more than the blessor, you're distracted. Even if God gave you what it is you asked for. So you have a lot of people, they'll pray, God will bless them with what they asked for, and then they leave God. They'll run off on God and you'll be like, how, how, did you, how in the world you didn't have nobody? and you was fasting and praying and working all in the ministry, and then all of a sudden, boom, now you got in this relationship. Boom, now you got married. Boom, now now you got a new job. And now you don't have no time for God? The distraction was the blessing. But it didn't show up as a distraction. It showed up as the blessing. It turned into a distraction because, because of something that was rooted in us. Something that was rooted in us that was not like God caused us to focus more on the thing than we did on the one that gave it to us. And that's how, that's how you get distracted and that's how you get muzzled. Because now you don't want to lose. You don't want to lose the house. Come on. You don't want to lose the car. You don't want to lose your boo. You don't want to lose all of the stuff God's, that you said God did for you. But what happens is we get blessed and God bless you. God does bless us but when God blesses us we have to be, the Bible says we are not ignorant concerning Satan's devices, the traps. The trap comes in when God blesses you but you think you have to put more work into maintaining what he gave you rather than you being in a relationship with him who, who is able to keep you from falling. He, somebody say he's a keeper. And once you understand that he's a keeper, if he made the way to get it to you, then you got to stay in a relationship with the one that gave it to you so you don't really lose it. Because God will give you strategy. How many know he will? He'll give you strategy. He will show you. He will teach you. And God will release you and and show you how to maintain what he gave you. If you're working harder to maintain what God gave you than you are to pursue him, you're going to lose what you got. Quiet. Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, Amen. and I'm only going to read uh, two verses, verse number 3 and verse number 7. It says verse number 1, excuse me, verse number 1 and verse number 7, and the first, the first verse reads, for, and I'm reading from the voice translation, it might be up on the screen a little bit, all right, but it says, uh, for everything that happens in life, this is Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 in the voice translation, for everything that happens in life, there is a season A right time for everything under the heaven. Verse number seven, there's a time to tear apart, there's a time to bind together, a time to be quiet, and a time to speak up. I'll read that one again. A time to tear apart, a time to bind together, a time to be quiet. There's a time for that, but then there's a time for you to speak up. We're going to deal with part two tonight of take the muzzle off your mouth. We said on Sunday that to muzzle means to restrain from talking, to restrain from talking, to suppress, to to keep one quiet, to keep one from speaking the truth freely. And we left off Sunday, we talked about a lot of things on Sunday. Get that download. It's going to bless you. Go see Sister Olivia after church is over and, down, and get that, that, that uh, digital download. It's going to bless you. Watch it on, on, on um, Facebook. Uh, and get, but get the download because you want to keep listening to it over and over again. You wanted to get into your spirit. But what we, we left off Sunday by, by, by talking about 2 Corinthians 10 and 4. That talks about that we are in a battle. We're in a war. And the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. So we are in a war, a daily war. Right. Say, say a, daily war. a daily war. But in the daily war, God didn't leave you in a war without giving you weapons that could, that could fight every uh, and counteract every weapon of the enemy. Everything, everything that Satan tries to hit you with, God has a counteract, counter, uh, a weapon for it. So the Bible says, um, um, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness is the attack. The garment of praise is the weapon. He gives you a weapon. Everybody say, there are weapons. We don't know what the weapons are because we don't spend enough time in the word of God to find out the weapons that are in our arsenal. So, 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 if someone just gave you a duffel bag and you had a Glock in there, you had a Tech 9 there, you had all these, all these, all these uh, 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 guns and and rifles and 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 uh, and, uh, all this stuff in there, right? Bombs and all the kinds. You had all this stuff in there, but you didn't know how to use it. You cannot be so upset that the enemy is shooting at you and say that you're not prepared to handle the enemy. You are prepared. You just don't know how to use what you got. So when God saved you, He gave you an arsenal in your spirit, and He gave you a manual called the Bible to use every bit of your arsenal. And why are you depressed? Why are you cast down? Why is your mind going crazy? Why did? Why are you under pressure? Why don't you have enough? Why don't you have enough money? Why? Don't, why is your peace gone? It has nothing to do with the fight of the enemy. That's the punk way out. Oh, we're gonna be quiet tonight. That's the punk where The devil just fighting me. You don't understand the fight I'm under. No, the fight you're under is a fight you can fight back in. You just don't have the weapons to fight back because you don't you don't spend enough time learning the manual. God didn't save you for you to be for you for you to get punked by the devil and then call on him to do the dirty work for you. He saved you so that you can fight back for yourself. Come on here, come on. See, this is why the Bible said you are more than conquerors. Help me, Lord. He He tells you before you even fight in the war. If you use the weapons, by the time you get to use the weapon, the weapon is already going to work for you. So you already have, watch this, a one hundred percent rate of winning the battle before you ever get in it. You just got to you got to stop getting beat up. I don't like getting hit. Well, get in the manual get off Facebook discipline yourself come on here Saints this stuff church I want to hear you gotta discipline yourself you got to get yourself ready to get in the battle if the enemy is popping you all day all night hitting you in your sleep you have a nightmares crazy dreams you wake up you ain't got no energy you can't do your job work you're on the verge of losing your house your car ain't working right and you blaming the devil it just shows that you you're not using it. What my question is: What weapons have you used to counter everything the enemy's trying to hit you with? If you don't use the weapons, and guess what? Then, then then you're gonna fail. You can be saved and fail because you don't use the weapons. God gave you the weapon. He gave he gave you the weapon. He gave you the manual, and he says, now get get well versed. Get well versed with the weapon so that you can use the so, so that you can get well versed with the manual so you can use the weapon why because once you start using the weapons you become a pro yes. praise works for heaviness but worship works for relationship yes. so when you don't feel like you have a great relationship with God and the relationship is dwindling down what what time do you spend in worship knowing the worth of who he is And spending time meditating on that, thinking about that, until your spirit comes back alive to realize that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord keeps pulling me out of every one of them. If we don't do that, then what happens is we we continue to cry that the enemy, and this is our and this has been the cry of the church. When we when we say I'm going through and nobody understands what we're saying is that is that God didn't leave you any weapons. It's a slap in the face to God. You got weapons. Yes. All right. One of the biggest weapons, and well, the Bible says that that uh, the weapon, let me finish that. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Not mighty when you want to show off. Not mighty when you want everybody to know you saved. But mighty through God. That means, that means once you learn the weapon, you, you get in the manual, you learn how to use that weapon, you submit the weapon to God. Say, now God, teach me how to use the weapon. I got the book knowledge. Now let the Spirit teach me how to use this thing for me. Let the Spirit teach me how to use it for me, right? So that I can have victory in every circumstance. If I am, if I am victorious, according to your word, then I need to know how to use this weapon here. Amen. Right? So they're mighty through God. And the Bible says that they are divine, they're supernatural, they're powerful enough to pull down strongholds of the enemy. And so one of the biggest weapons that you have in your arsenal, does anybody know what it is? Prayer, what else? Word of God, what else? Praise, what else? Worship. You want to know what the biggest weapon is? Truth. Truth. If Satan is the father of lies, and the truth does not dwell in him, watch this, then what is he after in you? He's after pulling the truth out or getting you and I to to denounce the truth of God's word and to believe his lies. That's why he's always whispering in your ear, always trying to talk to you about your situations. How are you going to make it out of that? Oh God, if this was really real. So you got saints who are in church, but don't believe God. And the whole reason why the enemy wants you to do that is because you can worship, but you, you can worship without, without truth. Right, That's what the Bible said. The, the Father is looking for those who will worship him in and through their spirit, but with truth. Right, you can worship, but without truth, and your worship don't mean nothing. Right. you yes. understand what I'm saying? Yes. Amen. Truth has to be attached to everything you do. Yes. Truth yes. has to be attached to every, everything you are. So truth is the biggest weapon. The enemy's job is to pull truth out of you. He wants to make you feel like you don't have what it takes. He wants you to feel like, like your coming is in vain. He wants you to feel like, like you're not in the right place. He, come on here. He wants you to feel like every, everything, that, everything, everything that the enemy, everything he fights you with, what your job is to find out is what is the real truth. I know what the fight is, but what is the truth? If you don't find out what the truth is, you will think the lie is the truth, and you'll find out that the truth was the truth after you leave the place God had you in. Most times we find out that the truth is the truth after we missed the season, after the fact, and it's like, oh God, I'll never go through that again. Then you go through it again. Because what we don't do is we don't, we don't, we don't seek enough to get truth. We don't seek for truth. We seek to be right. We seek for relief. We seek this. We, watch this. We seek so we can have something to post on, on Instagram and Facebook. But we don't seek for the truth. Watch this. Because once you find out what the truth is, it may mean that what you was calling truth is really a lie. Oh, okay. So, so one of the biggest weapons in our arsenal, I'm going to get off that. One of the biggest weapons in our arsenal is truth. And so someone, who, someone, someone over here said God's word. That's true. God's word is absolute truth. Yeah. And God's word is greater than any earthly or worldly facts ever. The weapon of truth brings down and destroys every demonic lie, right. every evil thought, yes. every argument and disagreement, and every false reasoning. The word will do that. Yes. It's the truth. It's, it's, it's really the truth and the truth that you know or believe that takes down and silences and makes ineffective every thought, every imagination, everything that comes against who God called you to be. Say say this, the the word is powerful. When the truth of God's word takes root inside of you and I, the truth is that it has to not only just take root in you, so, how many of us realize that honestly? If I was up to say, if I was to say, "Um, the Lord is my light," what would you say? And my salvation, whom shall I fear? If I said, "The Lord is my shepherd," right? If I was to say, um, "Um, bless the Lord," and all that is within me, right? So, this is the word. That's absolute truth. The issue with a lot of us is we have a lot of word in us. We don't have a lot of word that comes out of us. You got a ton of word in you. You've been hearing the words in word Sunday school, going to church with your grandmother. You've been in church with your grandmama, and they was teaching you little Sunday school songs in, in Sunday school at, at, with the sunshine band. You was this, love of my soul. Oh, you're like, yeah, you know all of that. It's been in you since you was a child, but it ain't never come out. It's in your mind, but it ain't in your heart. And it's in your mind and your heart, but it's never in your mouth. Because until the word that we know is absolute truth is mixed with our faith and comes out of our mouth, until that happens, you don't see great things happen. So if you're stuck, I guarantee you tonight, if you're stuck in any area of your life, you have not been putting the word on it. Amen? Sealing tiles and lights and clock in the back. If you're stuck in any area, you're stuck because of you. It ain't the church. You don't we don't need another program. We don't need no more smoke and cameras. That stuff is, is great for, 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 for TV entertainment. Because after the smoking stuff is over, you gotta go home and live. Come on here now, y'all come on. You got to live after all this After we finish singing to you And praising God After the moment of the anointing Passes up over us You got to go home And deal with them bills on your bed You got to go home And to an empty house and, and battle the spirit of loneliness Come on You got to battle depression in your mind You got you to battle All of them sexual urges Y'all quiet tonight Come on here You got Even if you are married You got to battle it Come on here you gotta battle that stuff and you can't fight it with a, with a guru helper on the internet. Y'all real quiet. Let me help you. You can't even fight that with a mentor. I just need somebody to mentor me. No, you need the Holy Ghost. That's what you need. You need the Holy Ghost because you need power to tell you, to tell stuff. No. And then the second thing you need is you need the word of God in you until it comes out of you yeah. And this is what most people don't And this, this, this is simple a, This is as simple as it gets You know people, people this, is what, this is what the mindset of people is the, Especially this generation this, 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 this millennial generation And right above that the, the mentality is I need something that's going to Just take me into an, uh, just, I, I, I have to have more than this I need something that's going to catapult me into wherever they're trying to go to. Right. <laughs> wherever they're trying—no sense. Wherever they're trying to go to. Like we need more and more entertainment. Right. We need more and more of a show. Right. We need more and more programs. Right. We need more and more. Let me tell you, something. at Azusa, when the Holy Ghost fell, they didn't have nobody that's singing. They have nobody there, they didn't have nobody there. At this time, the choir is gonna bring the first election. But people were walking by, falling out under the power of God. And coming up out of that, speaking in tongues. See that's the kind of stuff I'm after. I appreciate your choir. I appreciate your praise team. I appreciate the lights going dim, and I appreciate the big screens in the back. But when all of that's over, who's getting transformed? What life is changing? And if you feel like you got two donkeys kicking in your stomach, you need deliverance. It's the issue has to do with, are are we after entertainment or or are we after change? Because when you stand before him, he's not going to say, well done, video production team. Come on, I I mean, I'm I'm, I'm trying to get us to the, because these are traps. And if we feel like we're not entertained enough, guess what? I gotta go to another church. Y'all don't like me like tonight. If, if the entertainment is not up to your, your level, then what we need is more. More. And my question is more of what? Do you need more of God? Come on. Come on. I'm getting out to the least common denominator tonight. Do you need more of God, or do you need more stuff and fluff to make you feel comfortable about stuff you don't want to get rid of? Now, come on, let's just think tonight. I'm, I, got, I got a whole lot I got to get to, and I got 30 minutes, seriously. Think about this honestly. If we could be honest with ourselves tonight, if you ask yourself, what am I after by being here tonight? Are you, are, you asked, are you here because, you know, it's just, it's, if I don't come, they're going to call me. They're going to ask me where I was at and what I was doing. I don't want to disappoint nobody. Well, guess what? You ain't going to make it here. Because we may call you, we may not call you. If that's why you're here. Because sometimes you don't need the extra attention. You need to just you need to get yourself together. Why do you come into the presence of God and hear his word and come to church? Is it because there's been habit from your, ch- from your childhood? If that's what it is, it's okay. Don't stop coming because of that, but make it real. Amen. Amen. I went through that phase. I went through that phase. I went through the phase of, I don't even know if this is what I want to do. I don't know this is what I want in life. I don't want to do other things. in My life. I not Anybody who's been saved can say you've been through that season. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do this no more. I don't know, I'm just. Be, I'm here by a string and a thread, right? And I kind of walked away for like a week. But when I. But when all hell started breaking loose, watch this, and I didn't have the tools to deal with it. <laughs> I didn't have the tools to deal with it. I realized that the teaching that I was getting was saving my life. Not because God wants me to go from trial to trial and just barely make it. He wants me to use what's in my arsenal that he gave me when he saved me so that I can become more, more than a conqueror, more than victorious. God, is not about you being saved to barely make it to barely pay your bills, to barely have anybody in your life loving you, to barely not even knowing who you are in life. That's not why God saved you. That's the base level when you first come in. I don't know nothing. I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm worn out. But but even a songwriter picked it up and said, but in him I found a resting place. And then he said, and he has made me glad. Question is this. When When does your relationship with God become more serious than the stuff you have been past tense or are chasing. Amen. Mm. When does that happen? Because the truth is, a lot of us are stuck. I'm going to say this again. A lot of us are stuck not because the devil is so big. Yeah. In the Bible, the Bible says that we're going to see him on the day of judgment and be like, this is who caused all this havoc? Right. <laughs> this is who did all of this? You want to see the devil and realize he wasn't as big as you thought he was. He wasn't as big as you thought he was, but the question—the the question of the night is: the question of the night is this: Why? Why am I saved? And why did He save me? And if I haven't tapped into that, then I'm going in circles. If I haven't tapped into that, I'm going in circles. Why am I saved? Why did he call me out of darkness into light? Why am I in light now? But why is it not clicking? Until I understand that, I'm going in circles. I will never witness to nobody. Until I really get that, I'll never really give. Until I get that, I'll be bored with with church. That's why we need gimmicks, to keep you. Okay. I refuse to be the gimmick church. I don't want to be a gimmick church. I want your life to be changed and transformed so that while you're riding on the bus, somebody falls out dead, you can lay your hands on and say, in the name of you. get up in Jesus' name. And don't need for the paper to interview you. Don't need for nobody to know your name. Just walk off the bus and go to, because go, it becomes natural occurrence. That's the kind of stuff I'm, I'm after. See, I'm a different kind of preacher. Maybe I ain't the preacher for y'all. Maybe I'm not the preacher for you. Cause I am not I'm not about to, I'm I'm not in the business of building fluff warriors who wear who have who have the spear but don't know how to use it who have the knife don't know how to use it who carry the gun and shoot themselves in the foot. I, I can't I can't connect with you. Y'all don't like that. Y'all... I'm I'm telling you the truth. I, if that's the case, then let's close up tonight. Let me go to another state and just start all over again. I'm after warriors. The the kingdom is after warriors. God is after warriors. God is looking for people who will watch us who will know who they are in him and walk in it daily. That's the real deal. If I can be if I could just sum it up, that's the real deal. That's the real you're gonna get me to be in a long time. That's real. God is after people who will stop giving him the excuses and live the life. All right. So if you can get the word, and that, that, that advertisement took me 15 minutes, and I can't give it back to you. So, If you can get the word in your, in, your, in, your, in your heart, in your mind, in your mouth, and speak the word out with faith about anything you're going through, you're going to see things change for the better like you've never seen before in every area of your life. I'm excited about this because for a lot of us, we have been suffering for so long. And we've been suffering because we refuse to call and pull on the word that's in us up. We refuse to do that. We'd rather suffer. We'd rather work the 10 jobs. We'd rather just be upset with everybody. We'd rather shut down because that's been the norm of your life. But God wants to break the cycle. He wants to break the cycle of that. And if that don't make you excited and happy and dance and jump and shout, because I, I don't have to be here next Tuesday. Like that's the biggest. That's the that's the thing that makes me jump and excited. Cause, Cause once I start working the word, his word doesn't come back to him void. It accomplishes. Not you have to do so much work. The hardest thing that we have to do is conform. Get our will to come and line up with his will. That's the hard work. The hard work is not that that okay, in order for us to change, I gotta raise so much money. I gotta do this. no. That's you. You're in the flesh. In order for this to change, he said, if your ways be pleasing unto me. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, I'll make even your enemies to be at peace with you. People that don't like you will have to come and say, what do you need? If your ways. So my question is, how many of our enemies come and ask us, what do we need? How many enemies come and ask you on a weekly basis, what can I do for you? Because when the enemies come and you rebuke them, get away from me. You don't understand what that's about? Look at Sunday's message. Because he said, love your enemy. Another place in the Bible, he said, if your enemy hungers, feed them. If they don't have more clothes, clothe them. Because when you do that, it'll be like them heaping coals of fire on their head. It's going to burn them. It's going to burn them that somebody who they did wrong to isn't treating them the way that they ought to be, that they know they ought to be retaliated and treated. Right? And he says, but the enemies going not come because when your ways please God, enemy, the first way you know that your ways are pleasing God is that people that have hated you your entire life start to start liking you. Yes. That's good. That's right. You want to know when your ways are pleasing God? People start saying, how you doing? You think they, stop being phony and fake. Right. No. Something you've done is pleased God. Because yeah. that boss that don't even like you is now saying, I'm thinking about giving you a raise. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But because you haven't been delivered from all of the past hurts, you see that as a curse. Uh-uh, I don't want nothing you got to give me. You, start, you stop your own progress. All right. All right, so the devil's, a, the, the devil's threatened by believers who have an understanding and a working knowledge of the word of God. When you start really reading and studying and knowing and speaking in faith the word of God, hear me, the devil don't want that. He doesn't want you to speak the word of God. Right. What happened? Okay, let me ask you a question. Has anybody ever spoken the word of God to someone and you have you had odds with them? But you said, But the Bible says, like, I don't want to hear no Bible. Right. Well, like, but the word says, I don't want to hear about no, I don't want to hear about no, no fake Bible. I wanna hear no word. I wanna hear about your Jesus? Right? right. Why is there such opposition? Because the spirit in them knows that it can't stop the word. So if I can get you to feel bad about saying, quoting, living, speaking, understanding, knowing, believing the word, then guess what? Then I win. Right. Remember something? we're not battling against flesh and blood. So anything that's trying to stop you that a person is doing is not them. Right. It's a spirit that is controlling them because the devil knows the word of God too. Yes. The devil knows the word. Yes. I'm telling you all what I know. I've been doing deliverance and, 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 and saying stuff, and the devil say, that ain't the, way the, that ain't the way the verse goes. I'm like, thank you. Now I'm going to look it up. Because I'm going to get it right. If a demon tells me I'm not coming up because you didn't quote it right. If a demon said that the devil knows the word. He is the biggest legalist. He operates off legalities. So if you don't operate under the the, the legality of the word of God, if you're out of that word in any way, he's coming after you. He's coming after your money, coming after your children, coming after your mind, coming after your body, coming after every part of your psyche, coming after every part of you, because every place in you has to be covered by the word. You can come out of the hottest service we've ever had, go home and be suicidal because somewhere in your mind and your emotions, there is an imbalance and an instability. And any place you are double-minded, you can't receive from the Lord. So what the enemy does is he fights you in areas that he knows you have not applied the word to. It's
1: not that you're lonely. The Bible says that he will be with you always, even till the end of the world. But when you don't say that and you don't believe that, because I don't see him, well, use your imagination. When you don't say that and you don't
0: believe that, then he fights you to tell you that you're lonely when God is sitting right in the room with you. He fights you with, watch this, with the stuff that you don't know or you do know but you don't put into practice. Because any place that you have is lying dormant, you're really outside the wheel. Because if if the Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful, that means alive and active. Everything that God is moving. Everything of God. This is why when you pray in the Holy Ghost, your, the wheels of your spirit start moving. You want to get built up? You want to you feel like, whoa! I, I, I need something that's going to, you don't need no energy drink. Pray in the Holy Ghost. What happens is, the wheels of your spirit start moving. Healing can take place while you pray in the Holy Ghost. All right. All right. Whew, say, I need a, say this, say, I need a full understanding, a full understanding. Of, the of, of the word of God. You get hoodwinked or led astray when the word is in you and you're not using it. Yes. But why? Because, the, now listen to the statement, because the word is the governing force of the kingdom of God. Yes. The word of God is the governing force of the kingdom of God. The, the kingdom of God is governed by the word of God. The word is a force. Yes. So, so think about it. If I had a sledgehammer tonight and I took that sledgehammer and ran into that wall and said, boom, what would happen? A hole would take, a hole would come, right? Amen. The force, the force of how I am pushing that sledgehammer through that wall would cause either a small hole or big, if I just did like this, it'd be a small hole. But if I with all of my might throw that into that wall, it would be a big hole. Because right. the force of what I am holding. Yes. The sledgehammer by itself can't go through the wall. But, but depending on how strong I am, well, depending on how strong I am, will tell how big the hole will be. You want to break out of something? The Bible said, let the weak say, I'm strong. Why does it say that? Because you're going to need the sledgehammer of the word to break a wall down. And you can't do that when you don't have no strength and energy. So, if the word says, let the weak say, that must mean that in order for you to get strength, it's, it comes from out of your mouth, not out of your vacation. And vacation is good. Not out of your downtime. Not out of your, I need a night off from church. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Then what happens? Strength comes. Why? Because the power of life and death is not in your ability. <laughs> the power the power of life and death is not in it's not even in how many scriptures you read it's in the scriptures you use and the power you have behind the scriptures you say what is it that brings the power what you believe about what you're saying man y'all getting a good a good little bible study here all right. Say this, say the word. Is the governing force of the kingdom of God. Everything that God has ever done from before let there be up until right now has been because of his word. Everything he's done, anything he's about to do, it hinges upon the word. All right, go to Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3. I want you to see this because I'm not lying to you. I want you to see it in the word. Hebrews 11, excuse me, Hebrews 11 and 3. If you don't have time, we'll just we'll hopefully pop it up on the screen. Hebrews 11 and 3. Hebrews 11 and 3. Amen. This is the faith scripture. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hebrews 11 and 3. Listen to what it says. I'm reading from the voice translation. Mine is a little different from the King James, James's. All right, uh, it's uh, Hebrews 11 and 3 from the voice. It says, Through faith, we understand or we have a knowledge that the universe, you always may say the worlds, was created. By the word of God yes. We do this by faith yes. We didn't see it mm-hmm. But we believe yes. everything, in, everything in the kingdom of God Has to be, everybody shout, by faith, by faith. You were saved by faith yes. How do you know we saved? Because I believe it right. And then as I believe it I started to see the manifestation Of, of a changed life yes. Yes. It was by faith How did you know that that chair was going to hold you up tonight? By faith. It was faith. Watch this. But every time, now watch, when you go other places, you survey where you're going to sit. Because your faith is, it it has to be, it works by what you know. If I had a chair out here and one of the legs was off and I say, sit here, you would say, no, thank you. I'll stand tonight. Why? Because you know that a chair with three legs and your body weight is not gonna hold up. See, the knowledge that I have about three-legged chairs, how did I get that knowledge? Because I sat in a three-legged chair before. Or I've seen somebody sit in a three-legged chair before and I watched their tumble. And I made a mental note, that will never be me. Why? Because I don't want to be embarrassed and I realize now that in order for me to sit comfortably, I need four legs and they have to be sturdy. So when you came in, you sat here for the first time. You you might have been thinking, I I pray. Sat down, right? But then after you realized, you was like, yeah, hallelujah. And the chair didn't move. The next, now watch this. The next time you came to sit in that chair, did you even think? No. You know what was working? Faith in action. Your faith was working. And when your faith works, you don't have to think. I'm trying to get through these. I'm trying to get, I'm just trying to get to a verse. When your faith starts working, you don't have to think as much. This is why you're tired in your mind because you're
1: still trying to survey what God said, believe me for. You're still trying to assess what God said already works. Give and it shall be given unto you. You're like, should I do this? I'm trying to think. What am I going to do about my lunch this week? How am I going to... And you're surveying something that God said for 2,000 years now. It's been working since before before Moses. Abraham was given time to Melchizedek. Y'all going to talk to me? And God blessed him with cattle and blessed him with gold and And the Bible said, and we are heirs. Touch somebody and tell them
0: it still, it still works. You're trying to survey something that number one, either you don't have enough knowledge on and when you don't have enough knowledge on something you, 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 get, you get itching ears to vain philosophies. Now somebody, somebody's guru post on Facebook becomes your Bible now what somebody says that can't be substantiated by time experience
1: and the Holy Ghost becomes your roadmap for life but when that roadmap leads you to a dead end then you get upset because I don't know what I'm doing you knew you didn't know what you was doing before you got here but your stubbornness and your pride and your arrogance led
0: you to your own conclusion And the way God works is, is not by your power. Lord Jesus, say through faith, Faith. through believing. See, so, so, so this is how you do this. You're having a struggle with your emotions. What does the Bible say about my emotions? I don't need a thousand pills. I'm messing with a lot of y'all. You don't need grandmama's recipe. Apple cider vinegar, blueberries, a little bit of flour, sprinkle a little bit of this. You don't need no concoction. You don't need no witch's brew. Come on here. You don't need that. if 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 the word, if the word can work on sickness, then the word can work on your emotions. And the issue with Christians is, my question, second question of the night is this, why, why is the word of God and Jesus our second option? Why is the things of God your second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, thirtieth option? Because you want to try everything but what God said. Christians are frustrated tonight. They say they're frustrated with the church. They're frustrated with pastor. They're frustrated with programs. They're frustrated with stuff. They're not frustrated with none. Of they're frustrated because they have no advancement. You don't advance by getting a title in church. You advance in the kingdom. Watch this. You advance in the kingdom. Watch this. By being willing and obedient. You advance in the kingdom by getting rid of your will. This is how you advance. See, all the stuff that we don't want to do. Amen. We'd, rather, we'd, rather sit, we'd rather go and talk with somebody. Yes. Ask them, what do you think I should do? How do you think I should handle this? We wait until we get the eviction notice to start praying. Right. We're quiet. Yes. And then we come to the church. They're going to let me go in three hours. I need y'all to help me tonight. And then when we say, we don't have eight thousand dollars sitting around in cash <laughs> to give you that. Watch this, and it's really not our obligation to do that. When the church does do it, it does it out of the goodness of the heart of the church, and if the church has it to give, and people get offended, they cut you up on Facebook. I'll never go back to the Image Church. HR Crump is a hoax ain't no real man I got the Bible said to have love and compassion. But the issue is not my love and compassion because God tells me to have wisdom. He told me to be a good steward over what he put in my hands. Because the first thing we got to find out is why are you in this predicament again? And what most people don't want to do is be honest. So when we ask you why are you here again? Why are you doing this? What's going on with it? But the Lord, why, why are you in a broken relationship again? Well, you know, it's always, it's the person, the person, the person, the person. is never you. It's never you. It's never, ever you. It's them. They're the evil one. They're the bad one. They're the, they're the jerk. He did this. She did this. She don't know me. No, could have been that you slept together. Could it, could it have no? Come on, come on. Could it have been that you didn't honor God in this relationship? So, because you didn't honor Him, He wasn't obligated to hold it. Okay, y'all don't like that. Okay, all right, all right. Through faith, we understand. Oh my God, I got six minutes. Through faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word. So everybody said the word of God. It says everything we now see was fashioned. From that which is invisible. Look at, look at the nugget. Look at the nugget. Look at the nugget. Look at the nugget. I, have to, I'm have to, I think I'm going to have to say this for another week Good until we get this. I'm going to preach this on Sunday. I'm preaching next Tuesday. This is a nugget. Look at what he says. Look at what the word says in Hebrews. Everything that we now see came to be from some place that was invisible. Think about this. The chair you're sitting on was a design in somebody's head. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. It came from an invisible place. Oh, Lord. Contact lenses was something someone thought of. Come, amen? All the stuff, all the stuff you got, that, that, the jewelry you're wearing, someone had a creative thought and they drew it out. And then somebody said, we can put diamonds here. We can do cubic of here. We can do gold plate here. We could, someone thought of this. Yes. Right. We, we see the finished product and go, oh, my God. We praise the finished product not realizing it came from an invisible place. Yes. <laughs> so everything, you're now, watch this, everything you now see that is wrong came from a place in your mind. Honestly, everything that everything that was wrong came. I don't know why he ain't make it because you, you had evil thoughts and so did he. Yeah. You didn't trust him, neither he didn't trust you. You didn't get made whole before you became a couple. That's right. So his trigger points hit your trigger points, and the enemy knows how to make both trigger points trigger at each other. Now we shoot, pow, 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 <laughs> pow, pow, pow. Pow, 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 pew, pew, pew. You didn't get me, pow. Oh, you got me that time. Oh God. Now, everything is back and forth, back and forth, until we don't have no more anything in us to stand in this no more. Now, every time I see see you, I'm holding bloody napkins, and I'm blaming you for why I'm so messed up. But what I'm blinded to is I shot you up just as much as you shot me up. So I walk away bitter. Watch this. Then, Then watch this. I don't get sewed up. They don't don't even put, they don't don't even put, uh, what's what's the glue? The the liquid bandage on. They don't put a liquid bandage on it. It stings, but at least it'll hold something together. You just, you bleeding out. You're so cute. You at the mall now. Because you don't know how to deal with your hurt, so you're shopping it away. And while you're shopping your hurt away, you see a new prospect. Because he's walking around with sponges and gauze pads. Y'all don't like me, man. Okay. And you see this as an opportunity to be made whole at the hands of another individual, whereas he sees it as an opportunity, to, as another project to help somebody get better. He wasn't coming in for love, he sees you as a project. I know it ain't relationship month yet, but let me help you. And when he doesn't suture me up Because I saw him with the gauze Now I'm aggravated with him Because he had the gauze pads He had the sutures He had all the stuff And then he's when you reject that He says you're not being the project I signed up for yeah. Now guess what happens Now we part ways But I'm, I'm wounded from that yeah. Then I make this vow I'll never ever I know I'll never love this way again. I'm never going to be with nobody ever again. I'm done. Be by myself. Or you look on the other team. Because at least you'll understand me. It ain't got nothing to do with the other team because she or he is just as wounded as you are. And the thing that brought you all together ain't love is wounds. Because your demons smell his blood and his demons smell your blood. And it's like a shark. Y'all, okay, maybe that's too much for y'all tonight. That's, uh, uh, too much. And the end result is after 15 times of doing this then, then watch this. You get in the service and God says, I want to love you. You be like, uh-uh! Because everything that resembles what you said was love, not him. What you said was love means It hurts. And the moment, the because mo- in, in a love relationship, you're gonna get hurt. Yes. Yes. And the moment you in God, and it starts hurting, people find their exit. Yes. Yes. That ain't got nothing to do with the church, the organization. ain't got nothing to do with the leaders. Ain't got nothing to do. With nobody ain't got nothing to do with the person you sit next to. Ain't got nothing to do with the way we ain't, ain't served you the right hot dog. Your hot dog wasn't cut through the middle. You ain't put no cheese in mine. You gave her cheese They gave me. The, ain't got nothing to do with that. That's what people use people use those as excuses for why they can't because, you know, he preached too long. But you will sit at your next church for 40 hours. Why? Because because it's new. Y'all don't like that. In my last minute, go to Matthew 4 and 4. I'm so serious. In my last minute, go to Matthew 4 and 4. Let me read this to y'all because I I thought I was going to get past this point. I only got... I didn't get nowhere. I didn't get nowhere. Matthew 4 and 4. I hope y'all ate good tonight in the spirit. Matthew 4 and 4. I'm serious. I'm done. I'm going to read this to you and then we're done. He says, I'm reading King James, Matthew 4 and 4. It reads like this. But he answered and said, It is written, notice where it's coming from, the Bible, man shall not live by bread alone. So you do need bread to live. Don't talk about I ain't never going to eat no food ever again in my life because we, because Lord Jesus, we know. Don't be calling me. <laughs> I'm seeing 15 of my children. How many child children got? One. <laughs> <Like> call 911. <9-1-1. laughs> man man they gonna live by bread alone. I ain't eat nothing. No, no, eat. But that's not it. Right. So how do we live if we don't live by bread alone? We, this is how we live. By every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. This is rhema yes. and written. Yes. Yes. Rhema word, divine express word from God yes. and the written word. Yes. There's power in both. Yes. You understand that? There's power in both. Say rhema and written. Rhema, and written. rhema word is God directly speaking something to you. Yes. Written word is the Bible that you got on your phone in your home that you barely use. Right? So, so watch this. How did, how did we get the written word? It came out of the mouth of God through the Holy Spirit to godly men who wrote through that inspiration of the Holy Ghost. To us today that take that word that came out of God's mouth through the Holy Ghost, through the hand of of, of holy men, into our spirit as we read it. So when I read that word, it's not a fairy tale, it's not a fable, it's really the word. It's the word is God's, it's think about it like God talking and saying, Let there be light. It's God's word expressly written for my spirit. So when I feel low in spirit, what I need is his word. His word is a resuscitator. You don't feel like coming to church? Get your Bible out. Read what the Bible says about people that don't want to come to church. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. With, see, You're feeling low in spirit. Let the weak selves. You got, and now you say, according to your word, Lord, I am weak, but I declare that I'm strong. As of this moment, I am strong. As of today, I'm strong. I speak strength to my mind. I speak strength
1: to my body. I speak strength to my spirit. Because your word says, let the weak say I'm strong.
0: I have been weak up until now. But that changes because of your promise. That's how you pray the word. If you pray like that, you can't pray like that and something will come alive in you. All right. Watch this. Uh, So today we take that word from God's mouth. Into our spirit. How do you take the word into your spirit? By speaking it out of your mouth. And it comes out of your spirit. It comes up out of your spirit, out of your mouth. And to every problem and every situation that's not like God. The Bible says if you have the faith, the size of a mustard seed, you can speak to every mountain or every blockage or every problem and tell it to go. So people say, I tell it to go. No, no, no. Notice you have to have the faith to speak what he said because it's not my authority I'm coming in. I'm coming in his authority through the power of his word. So whenever you have a money problem, find money scriptures. And my God shall supply. I'm talking to you, little finances. Pray his word against the problem. Low finances, I'm speaking to you. Jesus spoke to a fig tree. If he spoke to a fig tree, you can talk to your bank account. You can talk to your wallet, talk to your pocket, wherever you keep your money at and declare. Find the scriptures. And my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. I receive that word today and I declare it out of my mouth that I am not broke. I refuse to speak those words out of my mouth. I am rich. I have all sufficiency. See, for all things, for every good work. See, if you don't, see, this is the issue. As a man thinketh, so is he. You, you, don't, you, don't, you, you, you can't really think it because you haven't meditated or spoken it or said it enough. If we sat in here for for two years straight and you only was allowed to go to the bathroom, right? And all you saw on the screen was, you're rich, you're rich, you're rich. Somebody would, a picture of you on the front, somebody putting money in your hand, money in your hand, money in your hand, you're rich, you're rich, you're rich, right? And then we said, we're gonna leave out of here and we're all gonna start businesses in two years every night you came in here and that's all you listened to was, was worship music and your name up there and your face up there and you saw you're rich, you're rich, you're rich. When you left out of here after two years, that's all you heard. You, no internet, no Facebook, no Instagram. That's all you've been feeding your spirit and the word of God. You're not going to leave out of here and think that you're going to be defeated in any way as far as finances are concerned. I know some people don't believe me. So let's flip this over. What have you heard your whole life? What have you heard your whole life? What did people at school tell you? What did your daddy tell you? What didn't they tell you? What didn't your mama tell you? What did your mama say? What did your uncle say? What did your cousin say? What did the school teacher say? What did you believe? What did you hold on to? What did you accept as truth? Whatever you accepted, whatever you heard and whatever you accepted, that's exactly what you are right now. So even when an opportunity presents itself, you can play something because, you know, we got to leave. Even when an opportunity presents itself that could take you out of this, you think you're not going to be able to be good enough to do it because of the steady diet of what, they only said it to you once. How are you going to do that? You ain't got no credit. You were offended by that, but you never plucked it out and rebuked it. You never rebuked it. So guess what? Because you didn't rebuke it, it created a vain imagination within you. So now, when you have the opportunity to get the better job, to live in a better house, to make more money, to do this for your children and your family, to do it for you, to be a blessing to God's house, you decline it. You don't just say no, thank you, but you go in thinking you're going to fail. You can't even get the new job because, not because God won't make the way, He made the way. You got the appointment. You went in as a failure i hope this it's helping you. You went in as a failure. Why? Because you didn't spend enough time letting the water of God's word wash that old mentality off of you. If any man be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. Old things. Old things are not just an attitude. It's also a mindset. How you failed in the world is not how God wants you to fail in him. Because in him there is no failure. You failed in the world but when you came to him he wanted everything to get flipped over for you. So the bible says that your mind has to get renewed by the word of god the more your mind is renewed guess what abilities that are in you start surfacing i feel the gold. i feel the glory Hey, you got stuff in you that's been lying dormant and has not been able to come up to the top because your mind hasn't been renewed by the word you, you don't have to know how to type. You ain't gotta know how to work word. You ain't gotta know how to do, do color coordination. You just gotta have the faith to believe that when you step in, that who, all the other hundred people that are applying for this job are gonna get denied because of the spirit of the head. Rest on me. I am the head only
1: and not the tail. I am above only. (laughs) I don't have to have the skill. They'll teach me it because they love what was in me. They'll see something that is in me that I don't even really realize that's in me. That's why the Bible says, Greater is he that is. Say it's already in me. It's already in you. I never had a business like this. I never been a businessman. I never been a businesswoman. I never had no hundred thousand dollars. Well, the only reason why you have it is because you ain't ready in your mind, for it but once the word gets in your mind, you're gonna see a change take place. Look at your hands and say, You're about to have no much more money, hands. Woo. You're about to see things you ain't never seen before. Tell your eyes, get ready to see places you ain't never seen before. You need to prophesy to your feet and say, "Feet, get ready." You're about to travel again. Hey, you're about to see something. You better look at checks and say, "I'm about to sign a whole lot of these, and I'm about to have a whole lot of these coming to my bank account." You, are,
0: the reason why most people don't receive that, if it's hard to see it, is because somewhere your image has been tainted. Get your image back. Image church, get your image back. As an image church, get your image back. Go back to that
1: place where them words hurt you at. Go back to that place where you were deeply wounded at. Go back to the place where you never heard you're great and special and you're wonderful and tell it to yourself and see what the Word says about you and speak the word over you and declare the word over your emotions and declare the word over your life and tell yourself, I can do all things. I don't have the skill, but I can do it. Woo, I feel the glory. I don't know, I don't know what's with the air. I don't know what they're gonna do over here, but I do know I can do it. Why? Because the Bible. Says for me to declare, I don't know about. I can do. Say all things. Shout all things. Tell your neighbor, I'm doing everything. This ain't the year for trying to do some things. This ain't the year to try to figure out how to make some things happen. This is a year to do all. This is a year to put your foot in everything. You got. Time to make up for, you got money to make. You got souls that gotta come into the kingdom. Your children gotta go to private school. You got stuff that God has your name on. You ain't got it cause you don't believe it. But God's here to tell you: get your image back. Reclaim
0: your image. Everybody, stand on your feet. We gotta go home. Reclaim your image. Reclaim your image.
1: Reclaim your image. You're not some broken down, washed up woman. Reclaim your image. You're not the little hurt boy that you're trying to act like you are. Reclaim your image. Reclaim your image. Reclaim your image. See you the way God sees you. See you the way God sees you. See yourself striving. See yourself making it. See yourself prospering. Lift your hands up. See yourself being who God called you to be for this time and this season. For everything there's a time and a season. It's our time and season for the image to come back. This is that season for you. See it happening for you. See it happening.
0: See it happening for you. God didn't give you an imagination for your imagination to run wild with craziness. He gave you an imagination
1: so that you can see with your mind's eye, your next level. See yourself, see yourself with more money than you can count. See yourself with employees. See yourself living in the home you desire. See yourself saying yes said yes to him? See yourself bringing folks through that front door. See yourself doing what God called you to do. You are not a flunky. You are not a oh, come on. You are not a second level Christian. You are a top shelf. You are. You have been called by God. You are blessed and highly favored. You have the anointing of God to do great and mighty exploits for the kingdom. You are a kingdom citizen. You're not this person that don't know how to manage life. You're not this person that doesn't know how to manage life. You can do all things. Pressure and stress is not your portion. Because the Bible said, that will keep them in perfect peace.
0: Notice where it comes from. Whose mind is stayed on him. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. Watch this.
1: And the Word was God. So how do, I, how do I keep my mind in perfect peace? Keep my mind on the Word, which is God. The more my mind is on the Word, the more peace I get. The more peace I get, the more centered I become. The more centered I become, the more I believe. The more I believe, the more I see. The more I see, the more I can have. And before it's all over, God says, repeat! Get back
0: in the Word again. And the process repeats over, over. And He takes you from one glory to the next glory. One faith and
1: one level of it to the next level of it. Hear me tonight. I know some of y'all was like, Oh, I don't, I didn't like this word. Hear me. Hear me. The word of the Lord came to provoke you tonight. Don't stay stuck on purpose.
0: Don't stay stuck on purpose. Don't stay stuck on purpose. Don't stay in a place and say what you can't do. Don't stay in a place and claim that you don't have what it takes. Don't stay in the place and blame the devil for why you're not growing. Don't stay in the place and blame the devil for why the fights are taking you out. He is a
1: non-factor right now. I said he is a non-factor. Stop giving the devil the glory. Magnify the Lord and exalt his name you magnifying how bad it is, how evil they are, how bad they are, how wounded you are. You're magnifying the devil. That's why his attacks are increasing. But when you magnify the Lord, as a man thinketh, the more I magnify God, the more I see myself going up. Because I am an end and a joint end with Jesus. And if God goes higher, and he said, if I be lifted up. All right, I got to
0: just lift your hands up. Father, we thank you for your word. Basheta tapandre basita bande koria te roboshi rambrasi prota pandresi
1: rebandre Hallelujah she prandresura belosuka prandre Mesia even now God is breaking up every bit of manipulation that has been in your soul. God is breaking manipulation has been in your soul for generations bloodline bloodline manipulation I hear the Lord say I am breaking bloodline manipulation somebody in your family told you you couldn't have it somebody in the family told you this is all we could ever do God said it was manipulation it was witchcraft but tonight God breaks it up out of you you can do all things a new mandate is coming for you and your family you can do all things It don't matter how much money you got to make. It don't matter about your credit score. It don't matter about what the doctor said. It don't matter what the landlord said. You have the power through the Word of God. And in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every bit of laxness in the people of God. Tonight, God, let a fire brew. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost come upon us tonight like never before. Let the fire of progress come upon us. Let the fire of progress come upon us. I declare and I loosen this house. The fire of progress. Let the fire of progress burn up every petition, every wall, every barrier. Let the fire from heaven burn it up tonight in the name of Jesus. And I take authority over every whispering lie of the enemy. I break the partnership between the whispering lie of the enemy And my past hurts and faults And the the, the people of God's past faults and hurts and pains We break and sever the tie of that relationship From his word to your ear Now God we believe your word We believe your word We believe your word We believe what you promised us now father i bless you with our hands lifted we feel your glory we feel your presence we feel your power we are not going to go another week in defeat in any area of our lives emotionally financially in our bodies physically spiritually we're going to the next glory we're going to the next level of power And we seize it by faith. We grab it. Come on, grab that next level. We grab it by faith. We declare it's ours tonight. Everything that we have said no to, we're making a U-turn to go back and get our stuff. We're going back to get our businesses. We're going back to get our companies. We're going back to get our children. We're going back to get our stuff. We declare tonight that the things we've left behind that have been a part of our inheritance. We ain't leaving it for another generation. We want it right now. We put a demand on it and we declare it is ours. Somebody shout now. Now give God a praise. Come on. Come on. Come on. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. It's mine right now. Tell somebody it's mine right now.